you only get one body. It is the temple of your soul. Even God is willing to dwell there. If you truly treat your body like a temple, it will serve you well for decades. If you abuse it, you must be prepared for poor health and a lack of energy. Hello and welcome to episode 545 of Under the Cull of MS. That was a little quote from Ollie Hill from Creating the Perfect Lifestyle. This is a MS Monday episode, just MS and health, whatever we decide to talk about. Remember, I'm not a doctor. I'm just going over stuff that was sent to me or given to me and just relating it to my experiences and talking about that. So if you have any issues you want to talk to someone about or are thinking about changing up your routine, your health routine or anything like that, just talk with your medical staff and let them know what your plans are and they can help you along the way. And hopefully that'll help you out with any appointments you need to get set up or something like that. Uh, let's see. Some people with MX, MX, <laughs> MS experience breathing problems. Also referred to as respiratory dysfunction or respiratory complications. This symptom of MS is especially common in people with advanced diseases disease it can also occur early on or as the result of an infection if you have breathing problems with ms you may take more frequent shallow breaths and struggle to take big satisfying breaths your voice may also sound weaker or quieter, and you may have difficulty speaking for extended periods of time. You may also have a reduced lung capacity and find that your coughs are weaker and less productive. I sit there and when I have an episode, it's like I'm in between a breathing moment and I can't mentally figure out how to breathe correctly and I'm struggling to get a little bit of air it's almost like I'm choking or being smothered uh, waterboarded <laughs> uh, just basically having something constricting my breathing and it's like gets you a really claustrophobic feeling like you're not going to be able to make that breath to relieve yourself of that struggle for that, that you're reaching for that little breath of air. Just a tiny little bit is all you're asking to try and get at least something in there. And it can freak you out. I, I, I get very worried when it happens that I'm not going to breathe and I'm just going to choke to death. And it's just... I never understood really what set it off, but a pulmonologist can help you deal with these breathing problems by developing a respiratory care plan. It'll depend on several factors, including the severity of your symptoms. The plan may involve 
several action items and treatments, including medication, respiratory therapy, or breathing support ventilation. When I have it, it's over like a five-minute period. It'll be done and gone. And everything will be back to normal. But I have those episodes, and it just freaks you out. just don't know why what sets it off or how long it's going to last or if I'm going to come out of it. I've had it to the point where I started to see stars. It's about to black out. And then I finally got a gasp of air in. It's just... Yeah, I'm going to have to mention it to my pulmonologist. I do have an appointment coming up in a few months, I think my yearly appointment with the pulmonologist to go over CPAP, CPAP stuff, which I have not been using my CPAP the past couple months. I notice nothing different when I'm on it or off it. My numbers are still anywhere from 0. 0.0 to 0. Eh, 0. 0.8, maybe a 1.2 on the high end for episodes per hour. And they kept sending me the old hoses and the old mask attachments and nothing for my new mask. And my new mask didn't fit on the old hose, so I couldn't use my new mask. And then they wouldn't send me new nasal caps for the new mask. And then finally I had to talk to a person this couple weeks ago and I explained to them that they're screwing everything up and sending me the wrong stuff and so she fixed my order, and now I finally got the right hose and the right end caps to replace my nasal caps on my mask. And they sent me another mask. I got three, three of my new P10 masks now, which is nice. It's it's my preferred mask, but I don't see why I have to replace them that often. It's plastic. You can wash it. As long as I got nasal caps, I can replace in and out here and there. And there, too, I thought they'd just have the caps themselves, but it comes with the whole nose piece with the two caps already on it. So, which is fine, but it just seems like a lot of landfill waste if they're sending these to everybody every few months saying they wanted to send me another water chamber. They sent me, which I told them not to send me that because I got like four of those things. I don't think I'll ever replace that unless it breaks because it's a thick plastic and I can, like I said, I wash them every week so it's not like they should get contaminated or anything like that. Uh, they sent me a hose. I think like a half a dozen nasal caps and then a new nate new p10 masks so it's like oh i didn't need a new mask i didn't need well i did need the nasal caps and i needed a hose so that's all i really needed but for some reason they threw another mask in but that's fine i mean it's i'll keep it and sealed i can always resell it if need be but it's just a bummer when you get the bill in the mail it's like oh i'm paying for shit i didn't really need 
you got to make it work with what you can. Uh, the most common cause of respiratory problems is muscle weakness in MS in the chest and abdomen. Respiratory muscle weakness is common in people with multiple sclerosis. Just as the muscles in the arms or legs can lose their strength and endurance, so can the muscles used to breathe. When the ventilatory breathing muscles become weak, inhaling and exhaling become more difficult and tiring. I can't pinpoint if there's a certain time of day that I have this affect me because I've had it when I was laying in bed. I've had it when I was up during the day. So I don't think I have a certain time period that sets it off or anything like that. But yeah, I can get the muscle weakness being an effect of it with MS. Raspy here. Uh, But yeah, with the muscle relaxers and all that you take, it's like I can see that being a problem. Sometimes when I'm putting my CPAP mask on, when I go to breathe that first first initial breathing point and stuff, and I'm trying to get the mask all set up, and I'm like holding my breath for a second to get the thing all set up, and then when I go to take that first breath, I struggle. And those moments I know I've had... I've had moments where I'm just sitting there fine one minute, and then all of a sudden I go to take a breath, and I get caught in the middle of that breath, and I can't breathe in or out any further, and I'm guessing that's because the muscles just got all weak, and aren't contracting and stuff and working the way they're supposed to. So that does make sense. Uh, Much less frequently, breathing problems in MS occur as a result of problems with the autonomic nervous system, which is responsible for controlling the majority of respiratory function in people with MS. The immune system mistakenly attacks the protective coating, the myelin sheets surrounding the nerve fibers in the brain and spinal cord. The process known as demyelination results in areas of damage called plaques or lesions. Demyelinating plaques on the areas of the brain associated with breathing can interfere with the function of the autonomic nervous system and lead to respiratory problems. So definitely talk to your doctor if you have any of this. And if you have a pulmonologist, let them know also. Let's see. In severe cases, banding or girdling can also occur, which is a tightness around our chest that makes breathing difficult. And many of us refer to that as the MS hug. It's kind of like cocaine bear grabbed hold of you and decided to give you a big old hug (laughs) because you gave him a big old bag of cocaine. (laughs) Oh, that movie was goofy. 
I'll I'll see if they come out with a second one, which it sounds like they're going to. I'll definitely go see that one too. Good <laughs> uh, done without the kids doing certain things, but other than that, the movie is enjoyable. If you like watching animals rip up humans. <laughs> uh, let's see. People with long-standing MS may experience other respiratory complications, including aspiration, the inhalation of food or liquid into the airways, lung infections, and respiratory failure, failure that can lead to breathing problems. I know that we do have this thing where our, when we're eating foods, we can bring the foods back up a little, and then they can get caught in our lung capacity airway and stuff and we got to watch for that because that can cause infection and, and issues in the long run certain medications used with ms such as muscle relaxants tranquilizers and opioid pain relievers can also depress or slow breathing Healthcare providers will carefully monitor the use of these medications in anyone with a history of swallowing problems or respiratory issues and now we got this COVID crap out there. That's a respiratory-related disease. So you got to watch out with uh, breathing problems can do more than make inhaling and exhaling uncomfortable or difficult. They can affect your overall health and well-being, such as fatigue, cognitive difficulties, a weak cough, speech difficulties, poor sleep, and daytime sleepiness. But yeah, with treating it, just talk to your doctor. They have things like inhalers, nebulizers, uh, different types of medications, therapies, oxygen therapy to administer additional oxygen from a tank to your body. Uh, there's pulmonary rehabilitation courses. There's a cough machine to help with increased lung capacity. There's ventilation to help you breathe or breathe for you. But yeah, just discuss it with your medical team and see if there is anything they can do to help you with whatever issues you are having with it. If it's just something minor that you've had a couple times or if you have it ongoing, just it's best to let them know and keep it in your journal. And write down days that you had it, what time you had it, how long you had it, what the symptoms were. It just helps when you go sit at the doctor's office and you explain something to them. And with our cog fog and cognitive issues, it can help having it written down so we don't have to try and struggle to remember stuff when it happened and all that. Let's see. This thing's about MS and age, the ways your condition evolves over time. I don't agree with this storyline because they say... MS is often diagnosed when people are in their 20s or 30s. It took me till I was mid-40s before they finally listened to me and diagnosed me with it. I should have been diagnosed as a child. 
they say clinically isolated syndrome, CIS, starts between ages 20 and 40. Relapsing remitting MS, they also say typically starts when people are in their 20s or 30s which is advancing you to the numbness and or tingling, the weakness, the vision loss, double vision, the fatigue, the problems with balance. Then you got secondary progressive MS. I don't know why they put primary progressive MS on top of before secondary, because it should go relapsing to secondary to primary. But So that's the route I'm going to go, but they say... Yeah, they say people with relapse and remitting MS moved into secondary progressive MS stage within 10 years. And then to, and trans, and majority transition to secondary progressive MS within 25 years. Primary progressive MS usually appears during the mid to late 30s, they say. I, I know people of all ages that they've went through, so I don't really agree with the age progression charts, the percentages. If you know me, I can't stand when they do percentages because how do you know that those percentages are right? I was never asked that question, so how do <laughs> how are you saying at this survey that I'm reading had this amount of people with MS this percentage of people with MS when I know I wasn't asked it and I can guarantee you I can come up with a thousand other people that weren't asked that same question that have MS. So how do those numbers relate, right? Don't give percentages. That's just, it's false facts as far as I'm concerned. Just talk about the issues and what can happen and let people Talk to their doctors about what they experience, and then the doctors can design something for them. Let's see. Uh, heart palpitations in MS can be caused by anxiety, medication, side effects, co-occurring hypertension, and MS itself. Palpitations are irregular heart rhythms or unusually rapid heartbeats. Palpitations can feel like skipped heartbeats or feeling of fluttering, pounding, or flip-flopping in the chest. They are often not serious, but in some cases they may indicate a life-threatening condition, and they can scare the shit out of you. And I've had it many times. I've gone to the emergency room a couple times, but they do the EKG, they do all the tests, and everything's looking fine, and then it's like, well, what's causing this? I I feel my heart thump, and then stop, and then I'm struggling, waiting for it to thump again, and then when it does, it's a hard thump, or I'll have the rapid beat going on in the heartbeat and you're like okay did i do some cocaine or something why is that what the hell is going on here and then uh i'll also go through the episodes where you're sitting there and getting the thumping and it's slow and delayed and then it's like someone's punching me in the spine 
when the thumping hits right in the back of the neck. And it affects my spinal area, my chest area, and then my pulse, my thumping, my palpitations. And it's just really weird. But thankfully, it's been a while since I've had an episode of that. So, yeah, it could have been related to medications and stuff like that, possibly. I don't know. We've never pinpointed over the years when I had the issues and I talked to my doctors. But heart palpitations and MS can be caused by anxiety, medication, side effects, co-occurring hypertension, all that. And MS itself, we went through all that. Uh they are often not, uh, often not serious, but in some cases they may indicate a life-threatening condition. Uh, if you are experiencing heart palpitations, tell your doctor about your symptoms. They'll determine if you need an electrocardiogram, the ECG, 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 or EKG, or other tests to check for serious heart health conditions. Palpitations could be a sign of a heart attack, a heart failure, or other serious health conditions if they occur along with along with symptoms like dizziness, confusion, lightheadedness, chest pain, chest pressure, trouble breathing, or shortness of breath, or fainting. Anxiety is common with MS due to the challenges and uncertainties of living with the condition. Research, again, they're getting into percentages and all that, but people living with MS may have significant anxiety, which has not been officially diagnosed, and as many as half are not receiving treatment. They talk about a variety of people dealing with MS and anxiety but just haven't been diagnosed with anything or given treatments. Palpitations can be a symptom of anxiety or panic attacks and are usually not serious. If you and your doctor believe your heart palpitations may be due to anxiety, it's important to know that anxiety with MS can be treated. Uh, You can treat it with cognitive behavioral therapy They have medications used to treat anxiety. Uh, One person went on vitamin D and Zoloft. Some MS drug side effects increase the risk of heart palpitations, such as fingolimod. The gelenia has been associated with slowed heart rate, also known as bradycardia. Other medications known as disease-modifying treatments contain interferon. And interferon has been associated with cardiac arrhythmia. I know we got like interferon beta and stuff like that is in the name of some of the medications we use. Glatiramer acetate or copaxone may increase the risk of fast or racing heartbeat or tachycardia. 
uh, high doses of corticosteroids that are commonly used to treat MS flare-ups can also cause heart palpitations. They can cause atrial fibrillation or flutter, a type of irregular heartbeat, an increased heart rate or a slowed heart rate. I know when I took Copaxone, I had way more issues. I know that's when I went into the emergency room at least twice was when I was on Copaxone. So that makes sense. I wish I would have known that then. And I would have saved myself a expensive trip to the ER. People with MS have an increased risk of high blood pressure, also known as hypertension. High blood pressure is common in people with MS than the gen- is more common in people with MS than the general population. Hypertension. Tension is considered a comorbidity of MS. A comorbidity is when two or more chronic medical conditions occur at the same time. And hypertension may cause irregular heartbeat arrhythmia in some people. And high blood pressure can be a serious condition and it can worsen MS if left untreated. MS is known to affect the autonomic nervous system which controls involuntary functions such as breathing and heart rate people with ms may experience problems related to bladder function sexual function body temperature or gastrointestinal intestinal function that may be linked to inflammation in the autonomic nervous system and heart palpitations and irregular heartbeat can be caused by autonomic dysfunction and people many people with mx ms experience a type of chest pain known as the ms hug the ms hug can feel like palpitations chest pain or pressure in the chest due to muscle spasms in the rib cage because chest pain can be serious a serious symptom of heart disease or other health problems, be sure to talk to your doctor if you experience tightening in your chest. And also discuss the palpitations with your doctor and all that. But yeah, it can be scary and worrisome, but then you get... It's also frustrating when you go to the ER, spend all that time, you'll be there a few hours and money and running and they can't figure anything out and then it just all comes back right to your MS and your MS related issues all that which is a bummer but but yeah I think I'm going to end it with that stuff today daylight savings time in March we spring forward how did this practice of daylight savings time begin the old farmer farmers almanac around Around since 1792 answers your questions. What is daylight savings time? It's the practice of changing the clocks forward one hour from standard time during the summer months and changing them back again in the fall. The general idea is that this allows us all to make better use of natural daylight. However, DST has many detractors. Note that it's called daylight saving, not savings. Okay, now that's out of the way. When is daylight savings time? Well, we don't. We just went through it. So then we had a. We just recently, this past weekend, had a 
spring forward an hour, but it sounds, well, Arizona and Hawaii don't acknowledge it. They quit doing it. We're finally talking about stopping doing it throughout the U.S. So hopefully we finally do because it just screws up everybody's body is what it does. Uh, credit for daylight savings time is often attributed to Benjamin Franklin, who suggested the idea in 1784 as a joke. British-born New Zealander George Hudson proposed the concept in 1885, but was ridiculed. The idea was revived in 1907 when William Willett, an Englishman, proposed a system in the pamphlet, The Waste of Daylight. The Germans were the first to officially adopt the light-extending system in 1915 as a fuel-saving measure during World War I. The British switched one year later and the U.S. followed in 1918 when Congress passed the Standard Time Act, which established our time zones. This experiment lasted only until 1920 when the law was repealed due to opposition from dairy farmers. Cows don't pay attention to clocks. So, yeah, it's hopefully we're going to get rid of daylight savings time. Hopefully this is the last time we'll have to change our clocks. I think it's really stupid. Who cares whether it's light or dark out? Just get up earlier or later if you want to be up when the light is out. Other than that, we're running out of time, so we're going to end it here. So be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Keep falling under the color of MS audio, video, YouTube, all kinds of places, all kinds of things coming out. And we're going to keep trying to pump out as much as we can over the next few months. So keep following us and we'll get back to you soon. Bye.